Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's Boozer. And I'm the professor, much better looking and cleverer beer expert standing in for the brain. Only joking, it's me. It's still him. Sadly. Very sadly. <laughs> but um, I think this is our first episode where we are returning back to a brewery. Yes. So welcome to Boozer and the Brain's Tiny Rebel Part 2. Of many, probably. Of Yeah, of quite a few. We do have a fair stock of them. And that's partly because uh, back in February, the brewery celebrated their ninth birthday. And as a special thing to do so, um, they really turned everything up to 11 and released 14 different 14. beers. Why it wasn't nine, I'm not sure, but I'm not complaining. Nor am I. But as I've said before, I really can't wait to see what they're going to do for a significant birthday in their 10th next year. Yeah, I mean, topping their ninth birthday is going to take some doing, frankly, because it was great. <laughs> it truly is. And what we're going to look at today are one of the four packs of the 14 beers that came out. And this is the cocktail four pack. Yes, this is quite exciting. I have to admit that I love this sort of thing. I think this is so cool. Four beers that are inspired by cocktails. So, you know, the idea is they taste like those cocktails. I think it's amazing. Um, I also think these four cans look fabulous. They are simplistically elegant. They really, mm. really are. Just plain white can with beautiful artwork. Gorgeous artwork. I'm, I'm loving the, the pictures of, of the cocktails on there. And each one as well has, um, the, has the Tiny Rebel name in a colour that corresponds to the, the specific cocktail as well so it, it's just beautifully coordinated and, and lovely you'll see them uh, as usual on our instagram page boozer in the brain um please do check that out they're gorgeous absolutely and and much like many of the tiny rebel um small can four packs beautifully boxed as well and the, and the box is yep. just another sort of another you know follow on from what they've done with the cans yeah just lovely so it's worth mentioning that we that this is, again, some beers that we have had before. No need for us to pause and take photos and deliberate this time. We've already untapped them. Um, but uh, obviously, there's still plenty to discuss. And, you know, as it's the first round, if you like, of Tiny Rebel's birthday beers, uh, this this could be the first episode of a kind of mini series for us where we hopefully try and get through all of their ninth birthday beers before their 10th birthday <laughs> for luck. indeed and and yeah worth mentioning that we're not going to try and do it in one sitting either oh good lord no that would be quite dangerous it would um Literally. i know we normally give our shout outs and, and always as always support your local breweries and bottle shops but these are another set of beers that we actually got directly from tiny rebel although i do believe that if you're very lucky you'll find them in independent shops still, or yep. at least one or two of them, if not There's all still a few that, that, that will still have them, I think. Um, but yes, Tiny Rebel themselves are not doing them anymore, unfortunately. They've, they've done two drops since then, but, um, uh, you know, being Tiny Rebel. But we did get this uh, direct from the brewery, so uh, our thanks really today go in pretty much entirely to Tiny Rebel. Um, thank you for making these beers, and thank you for selling them to us, guys. Absolutely. And before we say any more, I think we should tuck into the first one, which is yes, a... Indeed emulating a sunset mimosa indeed so we've got a blood orange lil brute ipa 
uh, 4.2% ABV. So this is the lightest of the four. We, we basically, um, we had a lot of deliberation about the order in which we should do these. And eventually we decided that we should just do them in strength order because they're such disparate styles that that kind of really seemed kind of the only obvious way. So that's what we're going to do. And a mimosa, although it's a sunset mimosa, a mimosa being one of those sort of brunch type cocktails it that you may fitting. see around, it felt appropriate to start exactly. with it. You start your day with a mimosa. You know, we'll start this with our, with our mimosa. Yum, yum, yum. So, and straight away from the opening, you just get a nose mm. of blood orange, don't you? you really yeah, do. just so much blood orange. It's <laughs> worth pointing out, actually, um, for anyone who is uh, not familiar with the style, uh, Brute IPA, um, it may not necessarily be one you've, you've come across before. So, um, it's, I mean, essentially, it, it's, it's quite simple. Um, they're a very recent style. They're only invented a few years ago um, in San Francisco, I believe. Uh, and it basically, as the name suggests, is, is just a really bone dry IPA. So it's, it's aiming to combine that dry aspect of a champagne, a brute champagne, with an IPA. So it's kind of the opposite of, of juicy, sweet New England IPAs, for example. So basically, it's, it's just a, a really, really, really dry IPA. Oh, there is actually one more thing. Um, the way it's made is to add an enzyme. Uh, to remove sugars, an enzyme called uh, amyloglucosidase, uh, which removes the sugars, and that's what makes it so dry. Okay, now I'm done. And of course, being a sort of champagne-style cocktail, that's that's the sort of dryness and the things that we're trying to emulate. Exactly. So very fitting for this for this for this drink. Yeah. Oh wow! What a color! Lovely color. I mean, even looks like a mimosa. Superb. It looks I mean, like a mimosa. mimosa. Granted, but it yeah. smells like a mimosa. But it's a beer. But it's a beer. I know it's wonderful. And this is the kind of, this is the, this is for me, what makes beers so great. This is the magic of beer. This is what, this is the sort of alchemy that you get from beer that you can't really get from any other type of drink. I think this is what makes me excited about beer. You know, that you can I do this sort of thing. I couldn't agree more. I mean, sort of from our little journeys through other beers like sours and different types of IPAs and all sorts, it. It's quite incredible what really can be done. It really is. Um, well, it looks like a sunset mimosa. No limit, it smells really. like a sunset mimosa. We'd yep. better remind ourselves of the fact that it probably actually tastes like one as well. I think we should. Cheers. Yachida. Good morning. <laughs> mm. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, flavour-wise, it's kind of doing what it says on the tin. It tastes of blood orange, <laughs> truth be told. It really um, does. But with that spark, obviously the fizziness of the beer and that yeah. bruteness that's coming through from, from the style. It is very dry, yeah. You get that sparkling um, in a good wine way. essence as well. Yeah, exactly. It, it does It does taste like that. You know, it, it, <laughs> it seems like an obvious thing, but it, it really does taste like fruit juice combined with sparkling wine. And that's kind of, in a beer, that's genius, really. It's incredibly clever. I, it's I, so wish, clever. I wish I understood chemistry enough or biological <laughs> chemistry, perhaps, to, to work out what the hell is actually going on in that. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you know, the brewing of beer is uh, it can often be a very clever type of chemistry. I mean, it is chemistry. It's often very, very clever chemistry. And I think this really is. I mean, it looks so inviting because it, it's a really kind of it, it's a really kind of bright, sunshiny orange 
but very, very hazy. Pretty much opaque, in fact. Yeah, yeah, you're really not seeing a lot mm. through this, are you? You're not. So it does, you know, in that sense, it looks, you know, juicy. It looks like juice. And then you really get that through this, the sort of tangy orange citrus juiciness is the first thing that hits your tongue, I think. And then that's just kind of, that's evened out by this wonderful carbonated dryness um, that, that finishes it off. It's it's phenomenal. And yeah, that, that dryness, mm. as, as you say, is, is right there even into the yeah. aftertaste. It's not an unpleasant thing. Mm. It's just what you'd expect Absolutely. from the sort of thing that you're drinking. I mean, it's exactly only, what you'd expect. The comment I'd, I would add to that is, yes, it's emulating what it should in such yeah. an incredible way. Um, but yeah. there is still within that dryness, within that sort of, sparkling wine element that they're playing with you do get a enough of a reminder that you are still in fact drinking a beer i think so i think so um and i think uh, the best way to to describe the dryness is actually that it's it is the sort of crisp dryness that you get from um from a, a brute champagne yeah um i think that's you know as obvious a comparison as it is that's the best way to describe it i think because otherwise it can be a little difficult to kind of imagine I sure. Um, so if you put it to something tangible like that, that, that might help. Um, and there's also a lovely tartness coming from the, the blood orange flavour too. So it, it's, I can't really say anything else other than that this is a can of Sunset Mimosa and it's very nice. You know? <laughs> well, well, there you go. And, you know, as I've said before, it, it takes a lot to have the brain lose his words. And <laughs> this beer is exactly doing that. I mean, we did say we have had them before. A little reminder yep. of how we rated them on Untapped when we had them the first time. Indeed. Um, so I believe I, I mean, obviously I was impressed by this. I gave it a 3.75. Um, and I was I was particularly taken with the fact that it's not just orange, the flavor. It's not just generic orange. It's very unmistakably and specifically blood orange, which yes. has a which, which has its own unique flavour that, that marks it out from any other type of orange. And you do get that with this. It's very clear. You absolutely do. And, I, yeah, I was on a similar ilk. I was incredibly impressed with it, and I actually gave it a four. I, yeah. For me, it That's, pushed into I that slight that. upper echelon of a very special beer because of everything mm -hmm. that it is and everything that it does. Yeah, everything that it represents, almost. Um, and I wouldn't argue with that rating at all. Not at all. Um and before we finish up on, on this bit, something else has just occurred to me. The other part of its name that, that people might not be familiar with, apart from the word brute before IPA, is the word before that, lil, as in the shortened form of little. You'll often find there's something that will be labelled like a, a lil IPA, a lil Nipa, for example, something like that. Um, just means a slightly more sessionable, well, lower alcohol. So something, if it's an IPA, and it, this is usually appended, um, as a prefix to IPAs, it'll be one that's under 5%, generally speaking, which marks mm. it out as a more sessionable one. So you can't have like a Lil Deeper, for example, that would just be contradictory because it's a Lil IPA is the opposite of a double IPA in a sense. It's just lower rather than sure. higher. And this one so, coming in at 4.2% is certainly sessionable. Oh, yeah, very much so. This is, well, this is your breakfast drink, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, I think it's perfect for that. And with that, we move from breakfast straight to dessert with our second cocktail beer. It is the White Russian. Uh, it's a coffee cream ale coming in at 5.2%. Obviously, the, the White Russian cocktail is a fairly classic cocktail um, made with vodka, coffee liqueur and uh, cream. 
Um, so typically that'll be something like Kahlua, Tia Maria uh, for the coffee liqueur. So this is what is up next. And mm. um, well, I think we should uh, we should crack on and get stuck into it. Okay. <laughs> and again, straight on the nose, you've mm. got cream, you've got straight coffee liqueur, and again, we've had we've had coffee flavored beers, or you know, mm. beers that have that coffee essence, but. Yeah. This is coffee, distinctly coffee liqueur, not coffee. It is. It is distinctly. I mean, it, it does smell like the like there is Kahlua in it. Yeah, it's nice to see a slightly different way of doing that coffee flavour in a beer because, you know, it's something that comes up a fair bit, let's be honest. Oh, for coffee sure. Flavor. Obviously, it... it works beautifully in stouts and porters um but this uh is not a dark beer uh, obviously i mean based on the cocktail it's based on it shouldn't be and it isn't it's got a, a rather pleasant um golden color so with the flavors you'd, you'd kind of almost expect it to be kind of akin to a a, a white stout i suppose I, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, certainly, um, coffee liqueur is is the sort of the darkening agent of the cocktail. But then, you know, you've got vodka, which is clear, and heavy cream, which is going to take the brunt of yeah of the aesthetic, isn't it? But this, yeah, I mean, exactly. you've got that opacity. Really, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty not see through. Um, it's it's not quite one hundred percent opaque, but it no, it's but very more than it, translucent. It's very yeah, 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 very much more than translucent for sure. It's, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, the can states that it is a a coffee cream ale, not, um, you know, not a coffee and cream white stout, for example. True. Um. So it it's it's not that style, but it's, you know, it's one that's kind of hard to hard to define. I suppose just calling it a coffee cream ale is is kind of the best thing, really, because it's it's uh, you know it's got lactose in it. So it's, you know, like any sort of milk stout or milkshake pale. And it, it's got that that injection of, of coffee in it as well. So it's an it's an unusual one, this, I think. And it's very clever. So I think we should once again get get stuck in. So cheers. Cheers. Mm. Yeah. I mean, once again, that that's a Ron seal, isn't it? It truly is. And to be honest, <laughs> I, I'm not one for overly creamy cocktails. A white Russian isn't neither am a I, particular favourite, but same here. I could quite happily sit and drink a lot of this. I could sink a few of these. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, the first thing that that hits you is that creamy, milky coffee, mm. um, which you know might not be for everyone. But I think while it is sweet, while there is a sweetness, it's not too sweet. No, it's definitely well balanced, isn't it? So it's it's very well balanced. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you, I, I don't particularly like white Russians as a cocktail, but I, I love this. I think this is terrific. This is really nicely done. Again, just such clever brewing. It is the devil's work in all the <laughs> best possible ways. <laughs> it... Is it God's work or the devil's work? Maybe a bit of both. Perhaps. Perhaps I'd hate to offend either. Um, but that is just so drinkable. It really is, yeah. I mean, the frustrating thing is, 
it's a little hard for us to to describe this to you. You know, if you get the opportunity to buy this beer, please do try it because even if you think this isn't necessarily your sort of thing, it's such a clever thing. And it's if you set any notions aside of what beer in quotation marks should be um, and keep an open mind, I think you'll find that this is absolutely delicious. And, you know, really the best thing I can do is, is just to say that this is a beer, but it tastes like a, a white Russian cocktail and that's just cool. It's yeah. I mean, this range uh, to, to follow on with that for those with the mindset of what beer should be, if you like, these are the unbeeriest beers you'll ever yeah. have. I think these are beers designed, designed to challenge that notion, that very notion. Actually. And they certainly do that. So, so well, they really do. You know, these are, Super clever, um, super well-made, and most importantly, super delicious. And ultimately, isn't that what matters? You know, I think these really prove that beer can be anything you want it to be. I completely agree, and that's exactly why I gave this a 4.25 on Untapped last time we drank it. Yep, and I gave it a 4. Um, so, very high ratings from both of us there. I mean, really, anything that gets a 4 or above from me is very, very good indeed. In fact, I've, I've never rated anything higher than 4.5. So my favourite beers I've ever had would be 4.5. That's how good this is. Well, there you go. And yeah, it's certainly it has to be special for it to hit the force for me. Maybe yeah, not quite in the same way for you as as for you, but yeah, it has to be damn. It's good. still got to be doing something pretty pretty spectacular. And I'm going to give a slight spoiler for the rest of this episode when I say that this is not the only one that rates four or above for me, at least, out of the ones we're doing today. Same here. But we'll get on to that. But later. it's, yeah, we will. For now, uh, let's just wrap up by saying <laughs> once again, um, this is damn good. And I'm sorry if it's getting repetitive, us being tiny rebel cheerleaders, but well, there's a reason there's, for that. <laughs> there, there really is one hell of a good reason for that. And um, all we can say once again is, is thank you. Yeah. Yum, yum. Well, on to cocktail beer number three indeed three quarter mark um so the next one is a gin sour uh citrus gin sour at 6.2 percent abv so obviously the style of beer here is a sour um but obviously the cocktail that's based on is the gin sour which is um a nice simple one of gin lemon juice and uh, sugar syrup so obviously you know, you would expect this to be a, a sour cocktail based on the lemon juice, but actually it does balance that with sweetness in the cocktail because of the addition of sugar syrup. So it'll be interesting to see where Tiny Rebel go with this with regard to the beer. It really does. And in terms of our menu of cocktails with a, with gin, with the sour, with the citrus, a wonderful palate cleanser. Yes, a lovely palate cleanser, perhaps even an aperitif cocktail. Yeah, um, I might venture. And yeah, just citrus. So much citrus on the Yeah, nose. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's just, that smells like lemon juice with a bit of gin in the background. I mean, it's remarkable. And, and you know, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Yeah. What I love about this, incidentally, um, is uh, in the ingredients list, they put the adjuncts in it. So we've got... Um, in addition to wheat and oats, which I think is an interesting addition for a sour, but I'm looking forward to the body that'll give us. It also has 
some actual gin botanicals. It has juniper, pink pepper, coriander, lemon and lime, which I think is just so cool. Imagine that adding gin botanicals into a beer. I mean, fantastic concept. Although I suppose you say about the, um, the lactose and the wheat, the sours, whiskey sours, amaretto sours, gin sours, occasionally have that additional ingredient of an egg white just to give it that creaminess. So maybe that's what they're emulating there. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Let's have a look at it, shall we? Indeed, let's. Even just from pouring this, I'm getting that aroma hit me in the face. It's such a fresh smell, isn't it? Well, lemon and, and so fresh are, but so fresh. Yeah, this this is a really aromatic beer, actually. And you know, it it really just the, the lemon and the lime is what hits you first, without question. That lemon and lime juice. But even oh, on the nose, you can get you can get a hint of that, particularly the juniper in there that's a very much the gym, so and with the sort of, essence it really Sorry. does that's okay um the strength of it as well the sort of when you pour it with that good bit of vigor to get the co2 out of it or too much of it um mm-hmm. the head just stays as if there was an egg white in there just to keep that fluffiness yeah, of exactly it. And, that, that fluffy frothiness which i love and, and also you know with with looking at it trying to look through the light it has that again it's it's not translucent. It's not opaque. It's somewhere in between a, with that haziness. But it, it's yeah. as if there was that egg white in there just to to give it that sort of. There is a fair bit feel. of um, yeah. There's a fair bit of murk um, to this beer to the body of it, and it, it's a lovely kind of what would you say, dirty gold color, um, which I find very appealing. I just hearing you say dirty gold has just put a smile on my face. But yes, I, I think <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. You're That's I can't look at it any longer, though. No, me neither. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> I'd forgotten, but that is fantastic. That's amazing. I'd just how good that is. And wow, we've, I mean... we've had a couple of sours on the show before. Mm. Um, yeah. And we've always talked about that sort of tart aftertaste, but nicely balanced, etc., etc. This, just like a sour cocktail, you get that hit of tartness. There, there's none of it lingering at all. No, it dissipates. It's it, it's balanced out so well. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm going to quote what I what I said in my in my untapped review. I said, <laughs> I said, I'm not convinced that is actually a beer. Close your eyes, and it is a cocktail. Perhaps more than any of the others in this range. I think it's so. I mean, certainly out of the ones we've talked about so far, obviously the, the Brute IPA with the Mimosa, you, you had a bit of a beery essence to it, but you could mm-hmm. still absolutely taste everything that the you know the cocktail they wanted to emulate was there. And yeah. the same with the right, White Russian. It's it creamy, there was the coffee. You had that liqueur feel to it, but it still felt, in essence, like a beer. This is the one yeah. that definitely breaks the mould in that respect. Yeah, this is the one that is true alchemy. Um <laughs> it just it makes me giggle this beer and i I love that about it i've said before that i love a beer that can do that what i think i love most about this one is the fact that you know lemon lime they are flavors that Mm -hmm. you know sweetened citrus fruits people like quite a lot you know your lemon and your sugar on your pancakes or or whatever but this is 
not only the freshest citrus taste I think I've ever had in a beer, but also the fact that, yes, you get that hit of tartness, you get that hit of cit citrus, but it doesn't overpower anything at all. Not at all, no. You, you, I'm still getting the juniper that gives me that that hint of you know actual gin. Yeah, in the this pe the peppercorns um, that you mentioned the, earlier as the, well are just there yeah, to absolutely the uh, the pink peppercorns are there. Um, there's there's a a little bit of that lovely coriander giving a bit of savouriness in the background. It, it's it's really remarkable actually. Um, I suppose you might say that. Um, on the nose and on the palate, it's sort of almost somewhere between a mojito and a marg. You know, that there's there's something of margarita about it, but mm. I mean, unmistakably, it, it is a gin sour, which is actually not a dissimilar cocktail entirely. True. I mean, it's in that sort of family, I suppose, citrus, dryness, tartness. Yeah. Um, but absolutely outstanding. And that's certainly for me why it has the highest rating so far. And I gave it a 4.5. It's just so it's outstandingly brilliant as what it is, mm. just as a beverage. Even if you don't think you're a fan of beer and you want to yeah. sort of put that to one side for a moment, just as a beverage, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's great. Honestly, if if you're if you're of the opinion that, you know, again, in, in inverted commas, beer should taste a beer, um, I... I would defy you to try this and not like it because I think that this is one of the best arguments against that, that this beer could change your mind. But also, actually, if you're someone who doesn't consider themselves a fan of beer, this could be this could be a drink to ease you into drinking beer, actually. I think for both type of person, it's... I would I would serve it to them and not tell mm. them what it was. And, and then after, the reaction they've, is. after they've drunk it and said, oh, yeah, that's actually really, really nice. I'd say, by the way, that's a beer. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's a beer. They go, what? No. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and that would be amazing. Also worth touching on, actually, um, is how much body this has for a sour as well. Um, True. The, the wheat and the oats they've added here is not just given us haze. It's given us a fantastic body. It's got a really lovely, um, properly thick mouthfeel. For, for a sour it's definitely great. and yeah normally with a sour beer i hate to say that they are thin because they're not because they have wonderful flavor and they they have yeah, exactly the texture you expect that you'd expect them to, be, them to have but yeah but you'd expect them to be lighter perhaps yes in terms i mean of this body, this just body -wise. has it all it's so good mm. it really does it it's does have it so all good. and um getting back to untapped uh you're not the only one who gave this a high rating i gave it a four um which you know, <laughs> there are not many sours that get four or above from me. There aren't many beers that get four or above from well, me, no, let alone sours. Exactly. No, this is high praise um, indeed. Very, very high praise. I do think that this is a bit special. You know, it's something we keep coming back to uh, in this episode. But my God, this is clever. It is. And even down to the colour scheme of the can, it's just fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh and green. I love it. This is, you know, this is a summery sort of beer. You know, this is what you want. This is the kind of beer you want while you're watching the, I don't know, watching the cricket on a hot day in June. That sounds delightful. Doesn't it just? I really hope oh. June has hot days. We haven't had any yet so far in May. <laughs> you never know. You know, I think that 
everything's just shifted us slightly by a month or so this year because we're having April showers in May. It's May showers. Yeah. It's very maybe. odd. Maybe. You never know. It might get hot at some point. I'll be honest, I'm not crossing my fingers for that. Nor am I, but we can but hope and have memories it's... and visions of a sunny day <laughs> exactly. while we drink this delightful exactly. beer. Exactly. I know it's a terrible thing for me to say as an English person, but I don't like hot weather. <gasps> oh no, oh no, he said it. Right, that's it, kill him. <laughs> but I'm afraid I don't, sorry. I'm a cold weather person. Let's face it, the general populace is... Well, no comment. <laughs> but the general populace will, will want to moan about the weather, whether it's nice or whether it's wet oh, anyway. Yes, it's, it's, it's the biggest national pastime. Of well, the, after uh, queuing. After oh after queuing I don't know oh that's that's a oh that's a conversation in itself isn't there what comes first moaning about the weather or queuing no I'll tell you what comes first uh... I'll tell you what comes first moaning about the weather whilst in a queue oh there it is yes oh well played well played that is that that is our national sport I think if that were an Olympic event Team GB would just win all the golds at the next olympics <laughs> because no one can match the british for for that and all of a sudden i've realized i've aided and abetted the brain in his rants rather than trying to wheel him in and calm him <laughs> down um i don't know what's happening to me my friend this is how it starts <laughs> anyway this is a really good beer that everyone should drink oh yes we were talking about the beer sorry <laughs> And from our palate cleanser, we now move on to, I suppose, our desserts. Our second um, well, dessert, because White Russian was desserty as yeah, well. Yeah, another one. I mean, this is kind of an, an all-purpose cocktail. Um, you know, everyone knows and loves a pina colada. And uh, getting caught in the rain. And getting caught in the rain, yes. Oh, damn, beat me to it. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, for anyone who might not know, a pina colada is um, white rum, coconut cream, and pineapple juice. Uh maybe garnished with a pineapple wedge or maraschino cherry um, based on preference but it's a lovely cocktail and uh, really looking forward to, to having the beer so again. this is uh, again um, so this is a 7.2 percent abv pineapple and coconut deeper or double ipa so obviously if you listen to our last episode you'll know that we talked um all about double and imperial and triple ipas and, and we don't need to hear about it that, again all that nonsense and we know that it's quite quite a vague area um so we don't need to hear about that again no good but uh, this this is essentially an ipa but a little bit stronger and that's which is fair it. at 7.2 that's that's definitely right well let's let's get it open yeah. let's do it let's crack straight on with this oh yeah and as you expect, even just straight from the small straight opening in the can, pineapple coconut, it's right there. It is right absolutely there. right there. In fact, I've, I've just noticed looking at the can again that actually um, on the rather gorgeous artwork uh, for this, it's actually garnished with both pineapple and cherry and a little umbrella. How lovely. How classy. Oh, yes. Let's, let's get it poured. Let's get it in our glasses. We don't have any cocktail umbrellas, or at least I don't. Maybe you do. I don't, unfortunately. A 
and and straight away, I mean, again, you know, the the head is slowly sort of settling with the way that I've poured it, but that sort of hazy, slightly more than translucent pineapple yellow. It really is. It's a bright, sunshiny yellow. Um, I mean, it's pretty much the colour you'd expect of a pina colada, really. Uh, True, you know, just a little bit more see-through than again, without the coconut cream in very, it. Very, very hazy. I would say the only thing that makes it slightly more translucent than opaque is that putting your hand the other side of the glass will darken it slightly, but you can't see through it. I wish, listeners, I wish you could have seen him do that on camera the way that I'm watching at the moment. I wish I'd taken a photo. I missed my opportunity. I really did. Ha ha, and it'll never come up again. You I don't believe that for a second. It will come up again. It's you. <laughs> well, you've missed this opportunity to make me look like an idiot, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of others. I've taken plenty before and there'll be plenty more to come. <laughs> That's true. So, um, yeah, on the nose, obviously it's it's all pineapple and coconut, and that's exactly what I want. I don't really want anything else, frankly. Well, if you're having um, a pina colada, you'd expect nothing else. Yeah, um, that's what I want. That's what it delivers. So, should we see if it delivers just as well on the palate? Okay, then. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. If you insist. I mean, you know, three you know cocktails what? down, you're gonna, always going to question what your <laughs> taste buds are doing anyway. But, you know. But you know what? At this point, I do insist. Okay. For once, I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. Dear God, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was quite an unguarded but true response. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> as we said earlier with the White Russian, I'm personally not a huge fan of overly creamy liqueurs, and I'm, un- unfortunately for me, a pina colada falls into that category. I just fair enough. Generally, when I find it, I just find it a little bit too thick and creamy for my yeah, own no, personal sure. taste. I th- I feel like I like them if I'm in the right mood. That's fair it enough, but right what I've got to say about this beer is obviously you don't have the the overt cream in it like you would with the cocktail, but actually the flavour profile, again, as you would expect, hits the nail right on the head, but this is yeah. incredibly enjoyable. It really, really is. So, um, again, here we've got uh, wheat and oats, uh, which adds the body and the haze. We've got lactose, so this is... Um, this is also a milkshake IPA as well as being a deeper and they have added coconut and also pineapple puree so you know you're getting what I love is that you really are getting that balance between the creamy coconut and the tangy pineapple yes Um, definitely so it's yeah I mean it it's it's a perfect pina colada really it um as I as I said in slightly overly florid language on my untapped check-in um, it smells you, like language like that. Surely not. <laughs> I know, right? Such a surprise. I said it smells like a tropical beach on a gentle summer's evening, but it kind of does. It smells like pineapple and coconut to me, mate. But okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, you had to ruin the moment, <laughs> didn't you? That's what I do. Oh yeah. But um, even that said, I mean, it, as I say, you know, pineapple coconut wonderful combination yeah. a cocktail i don't it's normally enjoy but a beer that i've enjoyed thoroughly and last time yeah, that we had it really i gave thoroughly. it a 4.25 this did i actually this got a 4.25 from me um and that is an extremely high rating um so i i absolutely adored this i think it's a stunning beer yeah you know just come with this beer and escape 
you're just going to let that sink in, aren't you? Again, you're really promoting yourself as a travel agent here. <laughs> I can just dig my own hole, can't I? Really? In the sand, as it were, seeing as you're talking about beaches <laughs> ah, and sunsets. Very good, very good. <laughs> I think we may have lost lost sight of the point of this. I think again. at this point we probably lost a lot of listeners as well. But <laughs> Well, anyway, um, it's delicious, I think, is, is what we're really trying to say here. This is a lovely way to end this. It might, might, um, and this is tough, but it might even be my favourite of the four. That's fair enough. I mean, if you it's think about the cocktails, well, of course, but you, but you think about the cocktails in front of you and, and, and actually... We said white Russians as a cocktail, ones that neither of us are particularly fond of. But we love the beer. But we love the beer. Um, The mimosa, that sort of lovely classic brunch, you know, on arrival. Absolutely. A couple of those. Um, You know, ultimately, I think you'll like the beers regardless. But if you do have a particular preference on the cocktails as well, that may steer you ever so slightly i mean i know it certainly oh, yeah. has for me i mean my favorite out of these is still the gin sour but That's you know me enough. and sours and so yeah and i love the gin sour and it, it also happens to be a cocktail i really like and i thought that one was superb and it's a close run thing actually between this and that one but i think this for me just slightly edges it this is just so up my street it's unreal i completely understandable but as we've said before it's whether you can get one of them, whether you can get all four of them, this is a series of beers within its own right that pushes boundaries further it than I I personally ever thought they could be pushed with beer. I know people do a lot of good things with beer, but this is yeah. incredible. I think, um, yeah, and I think a lot of people will feel the same way. I think so. Just if you can get hold of one or all of them or anywhere in between, give them yeah. a go. Like we said Please before with do. other beers. Yeah. Even if you get one can of one of them and split it between a few mates just so you have a mouthful to try it, just give it a go and see what you think. It's, it's totally worth it. Yeah. And if, if even if, if even if dare I say you don't like them, which I I don't think there'd be many people that don't, they are fantastically made. But yeah. even if even if you don't like them, hopefully you can still appreciate the absolute genius that has gone into these beers because yeah, I it's outstanding. Have it myself, that's very well said. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think the chances are pretty high that you will like them. And and if you know if you are able to get hold of any of them, never mind all of them, then please, please, please do because um, they are so worth trying. They really are. And I think, although you know, for their eighth birthday, Tiny Rebel released eight beers, which made perfectly mm-hmm. logical sense. And it was a very good series of beers too. And it was, but. I'd have actually been really happy with them for their birthday, even if they'd have just released this four pack as a special edition, because yeah. they're incredible. With that. They're so, yeah, they're so good. And the fact that we've got, I mean, what, we're four down, ten to go. The fact that we've got ten other incredible beers to look at from that release, just, I, I beg us belief, they really excelled themselves on this one. They, they have, and... As you said at the start of the episode, I think it'd be even more impressive if we managed to get through all of the ninth birthday beers before we reach their tenth birthday. I think we should try and do that. Definitely. We'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. But also, um, I, I don't know if this is worth mentioning, but um, when they first released the birthday beers, they also did a special edition glass, which is absolutely beautiful. So they they really went um, they they went out 
uh, and and did something very special, I think, to celebrate their ninth birthday. So it's very much worth looking forward to their 10th. So next February, everyone, um, make sure you keep an eye on Tiny Rebels' website because there is going to be just the most epic drop, I'm sure, of that. It's going to be insane. Get on their mailing list. And yeah, do, you know, if do you're it. able to visit any of their establishments in South Wales, then then do so. Yep. I mean, they're my favourite Welsh brewery, I think. I think I'd go so far as to say they're also mine. I mean, I'm still happy and open to offers from others. Absolutely. But to be fair, Tiny Rebel are one of my favourite breweries, full stop. So. They, they are up there, and that's that's why we will revisit them on a number of occasions. But oh, you're going to get so sick of us talking about Tiny Rebel. <laughs> Unless they get sick of us just talking first. True, good point, good point. But I think it leaves us with very little left to say, apart from, once again, thank you, Tiny Rebel. Thank you, Tiny Rebel, yeah. We're grateful for everything that you so do, much. from your core range <laughs> to your special editions. They're all outstanding. Uh, we love you guys. Um and we love these and uh, i'm just going to finish by doing our usual shout outs to obviously um uh, our excellent friend cam at kgs we're going to do a lovely shout out to uh, big scary monster who are fantastic as well we do do a shout out to um my phenomenally wonderful employers at uh, cambridge wine royston please do check us out as well and i think that covers it doesn't it i think it does there really is nothing more to say except for from Boozer and the brain. Thanks a lot for listening again. Hopefully tune in next time. See you guys. Cheers. Bye-bye.